0: You are listening to the podcast of Open Life Church. We are located in Bonnie Lake, Washington and meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. at Bonnie Lake High School. Thank you for taking the time to download our podcast or visit our message archive page at livinglifeopen.com. If you are visiting us on our message archive, I just want to make you aware of two things. First, there's a link just above the audio display where you can download our fill-in-the-blank handout. And second... After you're done listening, we would love for you to follow the link on the upper right side of the page that says, Let's Connect. Here you can tell us a little bit about yourself or tell us something that we can pray with you about. Feel free to give us as much or as little information as you'd like. Wherever and however you are listening to us today, we are excited you are here and we hope you enjoy it. Now here's today's speaker.
1: Not cool that you started getting emotional like that fast because then I was like back there going, whew. Wow, it's been five years yesterday that we launched this thing, and, and we're in this series called Return um, during the course of this month celebrating our five years, and I want to read a couple passages here to get us kicked off. First John 4, 9 through 10 says, this is how God showed His love among us. He sent His one and only Son into the world that we might live through Him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. John 3, 16 and 17 says, God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. Jesus was God returning, return. Jesus was the return of God to have complete and united fellowship with us, and it is a beautiful, beautiful story. God returned to earth to fellowship with man to once again make way for complete harmony and grace, and it's astounding and amazing what He can do in and through our lives. We've declared this message for five years uh, in an environment like this, in fact we 've used this same like table jaden doesn 't use this table it 's not tall enough because he 's like anyway, but we 've used the same table we 've used this same sound stuff we 've put so many foundations in place, and really the ultimate foundation that even makes open life be called open life that even makes our website livinglifeopen.com is first Thessalonians two eight. We loved you so much that we delighted we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God but our lives as well because you had become so dear to us. What would it look like to have people doing life together? Who? <laughs> Leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus? That's the dream we dreamt in a house, sitting there in a living room. And we began to dream this dream. What would it look like? Living life open, literally opening our lives to the community, sharing not only the gospel, but our lives as well, not because it's a task, not because we have some scoreboard we need to track our results on, but living a genuine faith lived out openly in the center of culture and community, present with our community, allowing every person within our community become so dear to us that we would delight in connecting, serving, sharing our very lives together, we would live genuinely open. What would it look like if we could pull that off? Watch this video and you'll figure it out. Woo! <clears throat> wow, wow, wow. There are some honored guests here today, and uh, again, we sat in a living room. This is going to take longer than I thought today, isn't it? Anyway, we sat in a living room dreaming this dream and uh, launched this thing together, and it's been incredible the favor that God has given us in such a short window of time. Five years has flown by. It's been kind of crazy to think. But if you were a part of that original launch team, launch staff, would you stand for a second wherever you're at in here? Because uh, I just want us to give... Thank you, guys. Like, seriously... Could you ever have imagined some of those statistics would come in just five years? I don't know in a way, honestly, I dreamed bigger dreams. But in a way, I'm blown away by what we've been able to accomplish. And you sit here at five years and you go, whoa. Ben, do you remember... When we were creating those original bumpers, both of which we showed, the one that played in the theater and the one that played in service, and we looked at each other and we had a very honest, genuine conversation saying, we can't put these words on screen. Remember that? We were doubting like, okay, wait, we're going to change the culture.
0: Who do we think we are?
1: You know, and then we're like, no, like we really feel like God is telling us we're going to impact the community to a level, level where it will change the environment, the culture. And crazy enough, I mean, it was like a year and a half in that I was told by one of our community leaders, do you understand that open life is already like impacting the very culture of this city? And I would have that gut check memory of those conversations in a room in front of a video screen going, Lord, those words we put out there became true. Maybe it was a a prophetic insight or whatever, but it was kind of amazing. This week, sharing our story to the Community for Family Coalition down in the Sumner School District boardroom, a bunch of leaders from both our community and some observing from the city of Tumwater were there, and, and, uh, and sharing Open Life's story. And another church speaks up. It was, it was actually the, the Catholic Church down in Sumner. Arlene Evavold, the director of their uh, food pantry there. And she said, I just have to say, when it was like any questions time, she's like, I just have to say, Thad, open life has brought a fresh unity to the culture of the church within our community. She was like, it's it's okay to link arms again, and and we're in this for Jesus and the kingdom and not just in this for our own credit. And and it was so cool and just humbling to sit there and go, wow. And she was speaking of both Open Life and Living Hope, a church in which we apprenticed the pastor of to plant that church at Sumner Middle School. So, like, these are our stats. Like, double those up in five years down there. They're two years in. So I just, oh, man, I just, I'm, I'm blown away with the honor. Wow, this is awesome. Okay, 1 Thessalonians 2, 19 through 20 says, What is our hope, our joy, the crown in which we will glory in the presence of our Lord Jesus when He comes? Is it not you? Indeed, you are our glory and joy. It's the stories. It's you. I've invited three people to come, and I'm going to interview them here so you guys can come up. Lori, sit here. Mandy, sit here. Krista, sit here. If you guys want to make your way up either side, watch the cables. We're like totally not insured if you trip, so just kidding. Maybe. Uh, Wouldn't that be fun? Welcome, guys. I, I wanted to take an opportunity. It's the very lives that we've had a chance to impact, that this church has impacted in the course of five years, it's the fruit of seeds sown in the community that that are really what's powerful, right? It's the stories, and uh, no matter what you did, honestly, it's not it's not a pitch. This is just reality. Uh, whether you gave five dollars in an offering, or you greeted at the door, or made some coffee, or drove the trailer, or filled a Water baptism tank, or checked kids in, or taught a class, or sang on worship, or preached, or ran sound any of these things like you play a part in the story. Whether you were dunked in a tank at Bonnie Lake Days, you know, just all these different pieces play a part in not only the stories of those who have made their way, found their way to Jesus, but as well, you've played a part in. Uh, uh, the, the people's lives that they then have impacted. And uh, thanks, I, f- I forgot to grab that microphone. Um, so I, I think it's cool. Here, I'm going to talk to you first, Lori. So there you go. Here, Manny. I'm going to talk to you second. I'm all kind of formal that way. Isn't that good? Uh, so these are some of the stories. I wanted to just give a Polaroid version of stories, if humanly possible, and uh, and find out from... You guys mouths, and I know this won't be easy necessarily, but uh, your story. So, Lori, I'll start with you. You, in my opinion, you are open life. Um, when we sat and we dreamt dreams of reaching people, I'm going to mess you up, sorry about that, uh, when, we, when we prayed of reaching those who really in no way, shape, or form are on their own would ever find their way into a church building. Uh, sometimes we've used terminology like the farthest 50% of the community. Those that you have to really go and and touch their lives are supernaturally. Somehow they have to be brought to you. Uh, So that lead in, how did you originally find your way to open life? And just talk into that microphone so they can fully hear you.
2: Well, I definitely would never have um, came here on my own. Um, My intent for that day was to actually end my life. My opinion was everything was so horrible and black and pink. I didn't see any other
1: alternatives. So that's good. Just get it a little closer to your lips and you'll be fine. I was going to
2: go to a lake I was pretty familiar with and drink some vodka and take a few Vicodin. And um, I had actually originally planned to go to a church called Club One or something like that. I don't remember. I was actually kind of pretty high at the time. And I pulled in and I did a U-turn into a, I just thought it was a parking lot. And I asked somebody, I says, oh, where was I or was I at a church, you know, was I at a club one? She says, no, but well, you can come in, come, you know. And Kayla was her name. I didn't know who she was at the time. And so I came in, sat down, and didn't really pay much attention. I was more or less killing time. <laughs> kind of an awkward word there. Yeah. But uh, so then I left and um, a few days later I seen Thad in Starbucks and uh, chatted with him and I've been basically coming here ever since. But it was pretty much primarily by accident because uh, I, I was an atheist. I hated God. I hated anything to do with any religion, especially if it involved the word God or Jesus, which now I love.
1: Yeah, isn't so, so wow, in your, in your time, right after you give your life to Jesus, and really since, it hasn't all been roses, so how have you stuck with this? Like, what are some of the things that have happened since you made a decision to follow Jesus? Because some people's story, maybe they would think it's going to be, well, everything was better, it was a brighter day, I've just walked smoothly since then, it's been cakewalk. Not really
2: my closest friend from about second grade, I grew up with her and we went through every trial and tribulation that most two young girls should never have to go through because we both grew up in very abusive families. Hers was physical and mine was, mine was otherwise. And um, so she uh, decided and she, she committed suicide. She shot herself. And so she left me, and her three boys, and her ex-husband, and everybody. And I was devastated. As I thought, well, why not me? And, um, and then the other things that just kept floundering and getting in my way were life. Because from about the age of probably about 12, I had never really experienced life very, um, very often sober. Yeah, I pretty much had uh, drank or pilled or... In, if, it, if it involved self-destruction, Lori was an expert at it. And so by the time I found a, a little place in my heart for God and everything, which was very little because I still just didn't want any part of it, I just kept coming just because I, I can only... I can only explain it as God because <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't take too lightly to it at first because everything was so new to me. Just the simple act of getting up and going to work and coming home and
1: not getting
2: high for the rest of the afternoon or the rest of the day because that's basically all I did.
1: And this was stirred up in you by your own growth. Like nobody said, okay, these are the things you need to stop, Lori. No. Yeah.
2: Yes and no, I mean I, I, I knew that what I was doing, you know I mean I, I knew I was self-destructing myself and, yeah and but I just kept as much as I kept fighting it, I kept feeling this gnawing at me that that things could get better and, and uh, it took me a long time to just even do something simple like pray. I would always joke about it and be like, "Oh yeah, hey dude, how's it going?" <laughs> Uh can you help me out here? <laughs> but uh, I never really sat down and prayed, and when I did it was for everybody else because I didn't feel like I deserved it. And there's still some days where I struggle with that. I didn't just get down and say, God, can you help me? And then everything went perfect and sunshiny. I wish it did, but
1: here, just get it nice and close to your mouth and it'll be easier for But uh
2: Some days, I mean, you know, and then I've struggled with health issues. And uh, so, just, uh, just life, I mean, you know. And if somebody said, you know, I know a lot of people say that, and one thing I really want to make is that a lot of people say that this church isn't as important as God and things like that, and I, I get that. But sometimes for some people, and I'm one of them, if it wouldn't have been for this church and the timing and everything, I wouldn't be here. And everybody, I mean a lot of people just just step forward or just it it's it is what you say it is. It's uncomplicated and it's and it's unintrusive and it's it's you can just walk through those doors and just feel good walking out. Wow. And some people just need that because some every church is different. Yeah. And had this been the same Opportunity, at the same time, and I—I I don't think I would have came back.
1: Well, there's a lot more to share, and uh, we're actually gonna be filming Lori's story and debuting it on our website here in a while. So uh, we'll put pause there, but we want to continue to pray for you. You are battling a brain tumor, cancer, and life—life life has been tough, but God is helping you through it and so are people here, and we're praying hard for you, and we'll continue to do so. So, uh, Mandy. Okay. Uh, Pass that down to Krista. Perfect. Um, How did you first hear about Open Life?
3: So, when I was, uh, I first started Open Life in uh, December of 2011, um, and I just had graduated college in Minnesota and uh, needed a place to call home, Um, and I kind of did this church hop thing where I checked out a service for you know every every weekend I checked out five different churches and um, my heart just was not there I didn't feel like home I didn't walk in the door and feel like um, this is where God wanted me it was more of a convenience thing because it was 10 minutes from home or five minutes from home Um, but it wasn't it it didn't feel like this is the place where I could grow Um, and my aunt uh, who is Christy Phillips said, you really need to come check this out. I think you're going to like it. I think it's a lot like the church you went to in Minnesota. It's young. It's vibrant. It's loud. I think you're going to like it. So um, I came one weekend. I brought my mom, and um, I said, okay, let's, let's see if this is it. I remember walking to the foyer, and I heard the music. I heard Hillsong, and I was like, great, first step. Okay, like that. Walked in the door, and they were like, hey, how are you? So nice to see you. Wasn't like, here, go sit down. It was like, here, take this little worship guide, check it out, you know, fill out your connection card and um, really open. And I walked all the way in and I sat down and I looked at my mom and I remember looking at my mom and I said, I think this might be home. And she said, good, I'm glad. Let's, let's, let's see what the service is like. And I just remember from the start of worship um, until the end of service, it was home. And I, um, ever since that day, it's, this is where it is.
1: That's cool. How has Open Life then impacted you, your family, your work?
3: Okay, so this is kind of funny, but Dana, who um, is that's, uh wife, I work with Dana at Mountain Meadow, and, um, and that's where I met Jocelyn and Jenna as well, and so I was starting teaching, and they're, they were kind of talking Open Life, and I'm like, oh yeah, I just started there, and so we kind of connected, and, um, and that was crazy, so at Mountain Meadow, we're, you know, we're trying to get the open life message out there. And then um, in my family, my mom and dad are here. My um, fiance is in the back. um, And then my brother-in-law and sister with their two kiddos. And um, it's just for us, it's been um, a really cool opportunity to come together and know that God loves us and we're going to come as we are. And um, I think I learned those things from my dad because he always reminded me, um, don't try to change who you are for something or someone else. Go to a place and be comfortable. Go to a place and be who you are. And um, even before I got up here today, I said, Dad, I'm really nervous. And he said, Manny, just just speak from your heart because God knows your heart and he knows what, uh, he knows what you're going to say before you even do. And yeah. so it's been, this has been home. This has been our central place.
1: So. I love that he gives us the words to say. Sometimes too many. That's usually my case. But that's ah. Uh, uh, it's been cool to see how you have been on mission at the school just from an observation point, whether it's uh, leading the leadership students to serve at like a big give event or now just seeing the White River School District engagement, involvement there, uh, seeing the way you're a light in your school um, and encouragement even to my kids or the small group of 19 sixth graders, that really the small. girls <laughs> that meet in our uh, house which is it's it's cool to watch um, but there was this moment you shared just this glimpse of this moment in the fall I was a little bit mad because on our watch like bad things were happening in cities around us with no churches and so I shared that uh, uh, kind of passionately and and we had a chat a couple nights later that you went home and talked about this mission of Jesus like what was Jesus stirring in you and some of the things you were processing after that service? So it's it's
3: hard for me to go to work every day and see kids that don't know Jesus because I even when I speak to them, it comes from a place of, of knowing God, but I can't ever say, like, Jesus loves you or Miss Boyle loves you and so does Jesus. You know, you can't you can't segue them together, but you can live through that. And um, two of our, our students at Mount Meadow this year experienced a really awful situation. Both of um, their fathers were killed, and that was right in South Prairie. And I remember just feeling... Um, I was aching for, for families and aching for kids. And I was talking to Corey. We got home one night, and Corey and I were talking about, you know, there we're so on mission in Bonnie Lake, and there's so many great things we're doing, but what if we could do that in Buckley and in South Prairie? And there's no church in South Prairie from the time that you enter into that town until the time you leave. There's no building. There's nowhere for anyone to go. Um, and my passion has always been people, and I don't know if that's why I chose teaching or not. I love music and love kids, but um, I love people. And I told Corey, one of my dreams, one of my... Um, hopes is that God can use me in a way where we can be in those communities, but then be here together. So have a campus, a place for kids or adults to go on South Prairie and a place for kids and adults to go in Buckley, maybe a coffee shop, maybe a tutoring center, maybe somewhere where we can just speak life into them. And then we have this home in Bonnie
1: Lake that we come to. That's cool. Yeah. agree in the name of Jesus let's pray no I just uh but uh, finally for you and then we'll move to Krista here uh in the fall we did a pool set up outside and gave people an opportunity to be spontaneously baptized and you and your fiance decided to jump in the water talk to me about that and why why did you do it why should somebody who didn't come planning to get baptized today Jump in.
3: Um, so I was baptized in a Catholic church when I was a baby. Had no idea why I committed my life to Jesus. Didn't realize I did that because in a baby brain you don't make those uh, those connections. Um, and I remember sitting by Jocelyn and Jenna at that service. And Corey and I had talked about it the week before. And that morning we said, "We're not going to get baptized. That's not going to happen." And I remember like him reaching over, grabbing my hand when you said. Isn't there anybody in this room that just their heart is on fire for God that just wants to get baptized? And he reached over and he grabbed my hand and he squeezed my hand. And then Jenna, who was sitting by me, reached over and grabbed my other hand. And then Jocelyn grabbed her hand on top of my hand. And I just remember feeling like this is what the love of God should feel like. Um with all my heart and with all my soul, I was ready at that moment to stand I couldn't, I almost leapt up. I didn't stand up. I was jumping and Jocelyn and Jennifer, yeah, you can do it and I remember Corey was sitting there and we were, oh, we were really messy, really cute, but really messy <laughs> and, uh, um, and it was cold and it was, just, I think, like I kind of think that God has a sense of humor anyway, so it was like that shock of like, here I am, I'm loving you from the top of your head to the tips of your toes, get in that water um, and if you are sitting here today and wondering should I get baptized? Don't wait. There's no reason. Like Russell Wilson says, why not?
1: That's right. Thank you, Russell, for making that.
3: Yeah. That was for my brother-in-law, most importantly. That's awesome. <laughs> why not? So um, I, I just, I can't wait to see who jumps in that pool today because it's going to change your life. The moment you dip in that water and when you take a breath, when you come out, it is the breath of God that just fills your heart and your lungs. Ooh-hoo.
1: That's awesome. Krista, you are like a representation of, the, of a family who has just started attending Open Life just a couple months ago, made your way through the door. But every time I have a conversation with you or your husband, it's just there's zeal there. There's just this fresh life. And so I thought I'd just ask, explain how you heard about Open Life and what is it that has just made this church home so quickly for you?
4: Okay. Um, I actually wrote down a few things on the notes because I'm like I, I'm probably gonna forget when I get up there. Um, you know, I was kind of casual acquaintances with um, Dad and Dana because they were neighbors of ours um, many moons ago, and um, but I was Facebook friends with Dana, and I had seen that um, she that the whole church, and I knew the church was small, and that the whole church sponsored all the school supplies for Liberty Ridge. And so when Steve and I, um, my husband, were thinking about you know, what church could we go to, we really wanted to go to a church that um, was generous and that served their community and we thought about that. Then my daughter, Violet's in a leadership class and she went to go um, to a school event one night where they could find volunteer opportunities and that was there uh, for the big give. And so she signed up and um, I went, Steve dropped her off in the morning, I went to pick her up and there's thousands of people there. (laughs) And I'm like, wait a minute, I thought the church only had like 50 people. (laughs) Like how are there this many people here? And um, I was just so inspired and I, I couldn't believe it. I thought if this church is making this big of an impact in their community, sign me up. I wanna be a part of that. So we came, um, and and like you, it felt like home from the very first second. I'm like, the first Connect card, I signed, uh, where can I be a member? Because <laughs> I'm like, and Steve's like, well, we should probably give a few times. <laughs> I'm like, okay. like three times in, okay, are we ready to be members yet? Are we? Because <laughs> it was just so awesome. I mean, it just felt like home from the get-go, um, but I just am really moved by their heart of giving, or I should say are. I was going to say, now, yeah, there you go, are. Yeah. Are, heart of giving, and especially for the community, and just the massive impact um, that you can make. Um, just not only just you guys, but you guys inspired other people in your community as well. Like, all those volunteers were not people in this church. They were like, hey, let's all do this for the people who need us. It was just awesome. Um, And then through hearing Thad speak, I just feel this overwhelming feeling of grace and support. Like everything that you say, just this message of like this grace and that you don't have to be perfect. And you know, it's just awesome. And that's definitely a message I need to hear on a daily basis. Um, And you're super funny, super funny. I don't wanna go to church, that's boring. And I laugh out loud every time I come. (laughs) And then I'll say something that was funny. He's like, no, that, that wasn't a joke. <laughs> Everybody's laughing. I'm
1: being serious. No, that yeah. really no, happened. Anyway.
4: that wasn't supposed to be funny. Um, <laughs> and uh, lastly, my kids love it. I just want them to see what being a part of a church that wants to be a part of a community is like. Awesome. And when they come to church, they love it. And it's really like the first time in our whole life where we didn't have to, like, drag them here. My daughter had the throw-ups last week on Saturday and so Sunday we're like, okay well one of us is gonna have to stay home with her because you know she's not hundred percent yet. She wasn't throwing up, don't worry but she still wanted to come to church so we're like, well, you can't go in the kids' church but you can sit with us and like even though we're like we're in it. we're here.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. If you've had a part in their story or they've had a part in yours, Could you stand up for a second so we could just see the ripple effect? If you've had a part in their story or they've had a part in your story. Life group people
4: stand up.
1: So all the people she invited today to see her daughter baptized. That's so cool. Awesome. Thank you guys for sharing. And I'll take the mics and try not to drop them somewhere. Can I just set these on the floor? Am I going to hurt anybody? Okay, there you go. Thank you guys. Wow. Okay, We're... so this thought of return, we see it every day. To hit a text message, we hit return. To post on social media, we hit return. Return's just always in front of us. It's on our television remote. It's right in front of us. And I just want to challenge us today with this, this thought of not just returning to the vision of open life, people leading people in a new growing relationship with Jesus, I don't want to just hone in on that and, and say these stories are possible again in the next five years. There's things that stir, and there's been ultimately some words that have been stirring in me because return also means to advance or enter into the future. And, and like in a, when you're writing a story and you hit return twice, it's time to pen a new chapter, you know, and, or, or a new paragraph. And so this newness, I just want to share these words briefly because we're only, you know, a little farther along in the service than I thought we would be time-wise at this point. But uh, uh, here's the words, pretty simple. Initiate is the first one. And if you're a fill-in-the-blanker, this is the first blank there. Initiate. It's creating opportunities instead of waiting just for them to come to us. Um, If you want a hashtag to go with it, initiate the story, initiate the story, because I think we're going to have some stories to tell that we can hashtag with that in the future. Since day one of the vision, we've known that we were going to walk through doors if they were open. I mean, we do have that why not spirit where we're just like, okay, Lord, if you open that door, why not? We'll walk through the door. And we've been, we've been asked constantly from surrounding communities, like uh, if you could make the same impact here that you're making there, and, and just watching the ripple effect of these these pockets of people that are intrigued and, and interested about open life and this movement, and even having the chance to apprentice leaders and, and send them out has been incredible. But, you know, Luke 11, 9 through 10 says this, I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be open. That's the passage we were preaching from the day that I was sharing about the surrounding communities. And Manny went home and started dreaming those dreams about the surrounding communities. And and I've been thinking, we've been waiting for the people of peace to walk through our doors and be raised up and then launch into cities. But really what I feel the Lord challenging us to do when as we move forward in the next five years is that we would initiate more, that we would literally be the ones that would instigate the moment for the person of peace to rise up, be proactive versus reactive. So one day before Christmas, I was actually at a community leadership meeting, and the city clerk from Wilkeson was there, and she said, come visit us at our office someday. So I was like, okay. You know, there was no appointment set. There was no, you know, Nothing. Well, I showed up there I just uh, had an open window one morning and made my way out to uh, Wilkeson and the entire staff there gathered around and and just shared in in, in to cut the story short uh, shared we need open life in this community now this is the second time we've been asked. the principal of that elementary school has told me the same story and he said uh, the, the people inside the office there said we have." three taverns. This is their exact words. We have three taverns, and we have a community full of people that don't necessarily get along with each other, and we need peace, a person of peace. We need an, a, a community of people that would bring peace to our city. Here's the people that you should talk to first, but we just want to say, if you need a building to meet in, you can use our our boardroom here, and we'll uh, uh, we we suggest maybe start a Bible study in the new year. We'll start inviting people to it so that you can start something here. And, and this guy's going to open a wood-fried uh, pizza place across the street. That would be a great place if you guys wanted to meet in the future. Or maybe, and there, I'm just like, yes, you know. And uh, uh, what a dream to just, you know, I've been asked to come and, and, and when's Open Life coming to this community, to this community? But formally, like, that was just very interesting so, I just wanted to say initiating things is going to be a part of our story. And needless to say, uh, come uh, this week, actually, I, I have a couple meetings with some people from Wilkeson and, and just going to start raising up a team that's going to lead Bible study there and a group, and, and we're going to start to reproduce ourselves there. I mean, when they're taking that much approach, we've got to do it and just initiate, stretch ourselves. The other word, number two, is resolute. It means firm in purpose or belief. And I think what we've landed on with our DNA and our culture and and what we have here at Open Life is special, obviously. You've heard the stories. And we need to not only keep that going, we need to continue to refine it and, and reproduce it and be resolute on mission of people leading people in a growing relationship with Jesus, to keep it simple, that resolute on our purposes, connecting and serving and sharing. And because a family serves together and we do things together, and what if we're all resolute? What if we're all, all in? And what would happen if we continue to do this for five years more? And I believe it's what we've seen is just the beginning of an exponential impact that will occur in the future not just a church being resolute, though. What if individuals are resolute? What if individuals, and this is my dream for you as people, when people are going through a rough time with you, you're resolute on mission with them. You don't give up on people. You stick through even when times are tough. When they're not healed, you stay there at their bedside instead of just, okay, if God did the miracle, then we'll celebrate. But no, what if things don't go good, but we still stick with each other? What if we could get out there in the community and just keep that stick that glorifies Jesus so beautifully? What if we continue to be present in the center of culture, even though maybe we don't quite see the fruit yet, but we're continuing to sow seeds? I don't know. I think we should be resolute and not give up on people when it gets messy. In fact, messy is good. That means we're doing real life with people. The third thought is together. You know, our mission statement when we first wrote it out, it was… Leading people in a growing relationship with Jesus while simply doing life together. While simply doing life together. We've translated that to uncomplicated as a culture now over the course of time, but just the reality of the together piece, I think that's where we're weakest, honestly. If I was to give us a report card. Being together. Together we can, right? Hashtag together we can. Oh, I didn't give you the resolute. Resolute on mission. Hashtag resolute on mission. I don't know if people use hashtags, but I'll give them to you anyway. Here's what I'm saying where it's our weakest point. I just think how incredible it is when we do show up for an event. You know, like Big Give where you have like 25 leaders from Open Life and 300 volunteers from the community. And you go, wow, right? But what if 100 volunteers from Open Life show up? Think of the even greater impact of our being able to rub shoulders and share life with those around us. Think of the potential of that moment. I just think it's, it's powerful. What about groups? What if we would make room for additional relationships in our life? It's not always easy. In fact, our community, going to use the B word, is busy. And we keep busy lives, and our kids are in multiple things, and we're all over the place. But how can we just discipline ourselves to have community with one another? Because we sharpen each other and we fan into flame the gifts of God in each other. I think that one way that, you know, we use all kinds of tools to try to help us stay together, we do things like. Uh, you know the city software we we have a website we have facebook we have twitter we have all these tools to help us stay together we we have planning center that helps us schedule our services we we use all these different systems and we encourage people to read the bible even if it's you know you version and and we're trying to keep us together and promote and just facilitate engagement and give you tools but what if that was Just more portable. What if together we could grow simply in a way that is close to us? Well, oh yeah, Open Life did. And sooner than you can think, Open Life's gonna be right here on your phone. I'm just gonna teaser that thought. But it doesn't matter if you're Apple. Android, or Windows. Be watching, because it is going to come to you sooner than you think. Messages, giving, engagement, worship guide, connect card, schedules, Bible, notes. Right there, portable, to help us be together, to help us notice how we can be together, to help us find those opportunities we can serve together. I'm getting kind of excited about that tool because together is important. Finally, rely. Rely. And I didn't know whether to use the word depend or rely here. They're kind of interchangeable, but depends is an awkward word. So, I kind of went away from that, honestly. Rely is better. So, uh, we went with rely. Constant dependence on God is probably the biggest struggle in America. And because and, we have so many gifts, we have so many tools, we have so many ways that we depend on ourselves or rely on our own strengths. We, we don't really rely on God that much. But what if we would continue to walk through open doors in a way that puts our total reliance on God because it makes us nervous? I remember the first big give we did, 150 meals we committed to Liberty Ridge Elementary School, and the person who was doing our finances at the time informed me after we made the commitment that we were down to a certain amount of cents in the bank. Remember that moment, Tim? Anyway, uh, so we were like, uh, and this is going to cost us a lot of money, you know, but the generosity was there to match the moment of faith. Our reliance was on God then, But it's kind of crazy, now here we are given $27,000 this last year through different strategic generosity projects, and I'm going, it was kind of easy to give 100% of the school supplies to a school. It was kind of easy to have hundreds of volunteers show up and give away thousands of meals. And you're going, okay, okay, we need to stretch ourselves more and continue to do things that would make us pray harder and rely even more on Jesus. So get ready. Although we'll put tools in your hands, they're just going to allow us to stretch ourselves more. So prayerfully, I want to move forward in that. And those who are going to help kids come out and get baptized, now would be the time to, to help that. I'm going to read a couple passages, and then we're going to wrap this thing up. Psalm 127.1 says, unless the Lord builds the house, the The builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. Psalm 59, 17 says, You are my strength. I sing praise to you. You, God, are my fortress, my God in whom I can rely. It's God that's built this thing. We're his servants. We're just connecting with his vision. We're serving his vision, and we're sharing it, and we're going to keep doing that relentlessly. We're going to be resolute on mission. We're going to keep doing that. We're going to rely on Him. We're going to keep doing that. We're going to keep praying bold and fresh prayers and hear more fresh stories. And, and we're going to remember that we're about counting the seeds, or not about counting the seeds in the apple, but the apples and the seeds. We're about the future. We're about, I see a stinking orchard in our future, reproducing in communities, watching communities be transformed in service. It's going to be incredible, our future, and it's been incredible so far. But maybe today you came here and you're supporting somebody because they're here to get baptized, and you're going, man, these people are kind of passionate about this deal. And uh, I want to give you guys an opportunity today. And worship team, sorry, I forgot to give you a cue. You can, you can come up. Uh, I want to give you an opportunity to do two things today. One, if you've yet to ever respond to the message of Jesus and the person of Jesus who loves you and is gracious, so graciously reaching out to you, um, today is a great day to do it. It's a phenomenal day to do it. And the Bible teaches that when you do that, Like when you give your life to Jesus, one of those first things you should do after giving your life to Jesus to go public with your faith is identifying yourself with Christ is to be baptized. It's identifying yourself with the death and the resurrection of Jesus. And so today we're going to provide an opportunity to be baptized. Now, some people do know that we're doing a water baptism, like they signed up for it or whatever. Uh, but others of you, maybe you came today and you're going, well yeah I I know Jesus, I've made a decision or I'm about to make a decision to follow Jesus but I've never been baptized. Well we've got you covered. We've got the water baptism shirts back there, we've got towels we've got sandals, you can't call them flip flops or thongs I guess you can call them flip flops. Anyway, so we've got things back there, you just can't call them thongs Uh, we've got hair dryers, we've got like lady stuff, we've got, I'm not talking about any of that, uh, we have uh, things to help you prep afterwards, comb your hair, I mean, all that, like, there's a ton of stuff back here at these tables that you can equip yourself, you can go in, change real quick while the worship team's singing and while they take the offering and connection cards um, in, in a moment, but I just want to give everybody an opportunity to be baptized, and I was going to do something crazy today. I had this thought, and so I thought I'd be crazy today. Um, Launch team, can you do me a favor? Cause you guys started this whole deal. <laughs> Whew, I thought, how cool would it be if you guys could hand people their water baptism shirts today? Any of you, you don't have to, but if you guys could stand and go back to those tables, right back here, two round tables. Anybody on the launch team? who was originally launching Open Life. If you want to go back there. So when the people come back and grab what they need, they're going to get a shirt, shorts, make sure they're not going back and coming out naked to get baptized. Um, But I want you to continue to be a part of the story you began. I couldn't think of a more beautiful way to involve you today in the continued mission. And I'm going to pray for those who need to receive Jesus today. But then I'm going to ask for anybody who would want to be baptized to stand up and respond. And you're going to quickly go back there, get a shirt, some shorts and stuff, change and come back out. We're going to get the kids and bring them in. And we're going to do a water baptism back at our huge pool back there. So, Lord, I thank you for the opportunity we have today to worship you and to get to know Jesus a little more, and the Jesus mission that this church, Open Life, is on. And I pray right now, if anybody here is here and they've yet to respond to the message of Jesus, that they would do so today. That, God, they would make a decision to put their trust in Jesus, and it would radically change their life as it has Lori's, as it has Christa's, as it has Mandy's, and all the friends they've influenced, those that are going to be baptized in a moment. declaring the same and I just pray that we could celebrate together it's as simple as this you just say Jesus I want to follow you as Lord and Savior I surrender my life to you take my sins from me I know you can I want to grow in relationship with you in Jesus name amen if you prayed that prayer and and you've or you've previously chosen to follow Jesus We're gonna provide an opportunity to be baptized right now. So if you're feeling that you need to get baptized today or maybe you pre-decided to get baptized, will you stand right now wherever you're at? If you wanna get baptized today or you've pre-decided to get baptized, make your way back here if you could and begin to change, awesome. awesome awesome we have some coming out back here too if you guys could get changed real quick the worship team is going to worship i'm going to run back and change real quick Jaden's going to come and transition everybody back to there finish your connect cards finish your offering envelopes right now and Jaden will tell you what to do in a few minutes
0: thank you so much for taking time out of your week to listen to our five-year service If you'd like to watch the highlight video that was mentioned during the talk or the baptisms that happened after, feel free to go to livinglifeopen.com and go to the Message Archive page and just click on the series called Returned and there you'll be able to find everything you need. If you have any questions about baptisms, uh, feel free to let us know by filling out a connection card just by clicking the Let's Connect tab on our Message Archive page. Finally, if you'd like to join with uh, the mission of Open Life through the act of giving, You can do that on our website. Just click on the giving tab and click give now. We'd just like to thank you so much for joining with us today. We hope you have a great rest of your week.